Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Um, okay, now on to Doggies v the Titans. What up, South, South Storm? Nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Storm were incredible. Fuck Rabbitohs. Um, no, no. Rabbitohs, Storm. Holy shit, we still got fucking three to go. What time are we at, Matty? Oh, plenty of time. Fucking, we, got eight, we got oodles of time. Still another throw. Yeah. Uh, Rabbitohs v the Storm. Um... Look, to be honest, the first try that the Rabbitohs scored, that might like, and I'm not trying to do this as a, a mean, I'm not trying to be mean to anyone or negative, but that's probably the worst defence I've ever seen from the Melbourne Storm. And I, the reason why I say that is not to have a crack at any players at all. It's to say like that that's a bit emblematic of like the current situation the Storm are in. Like I truly believe if, if Craig Bellamy can turn this around and they win the comp, it will be... Easily, and I mean easily, the greatest achievement of Craig Bellamy's career. I think that they're really up against it. I think they've never been tested the way they're being tested right now. Do I think, if, is there one club that has shown incredible resolve to be able to bounce back? Absolutely. But I think there's no denying now that this club is, is there's a, just in this season at the moment, there is a bit of concern. I would even take it a step further and I'd say I'm a little bit concerned also next year because they lose Kofusi, Bromwich, Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, um, Cheese. Uh, who else they lose? So Christian Welsh will return from an ACL, but that's yeah. a substantial, substantial loss. Mm. They've only they've signed Tarek Sims, who will, may go well, but outside of that, I don't think they've really... They've got Holworth on a big contract, so you'd assume that he's... I mean, I know he's down as a centre. I think he's wide running forward. Um, Craig Bellamy has come out and said himself that he doesn't think that they can turn it around. So this isn't alarm bells. You know, this isn't me being a panic merchant or anything like that. This is coming from Bellamy's own mouth. He, he is also concerned of where they're at right now. Uh, yeah, look, at the start of the season, my biggest worry was... They dealt with a lot of off-field stuff that they'd never dealt with before. 
Then I watched some of the trials and I was when the Warriors played the Storm and it was most of the Storm's reserve grade, I was worried their depth just wasn't there. The size in their pack just wasn't there. Um, and unfortunately, like, did I think that, that it would look this dire? And I don't think it's, like, so dire that they're going to fall out of the eight. But, like, they're not – like – they kind of weren't competitive, like, unfortunately. And I've never seen a Storm side for multiple weeks in a row not be competitive. Like, back in the day, if you want to beat the Storm, it was honestly the biggest grind you've ever done in your life. And that could be the second string, almost even the third string. Like, there was a period there where the Storm was so dominant that people would make jokes that the Storm could put in their reserve grade side and they would be competitive. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, I, I'm a bit worried about the Storm. Guru? Yeah, I think as you mentioned before that that first try they conceded um you know and, and for people that might not watch it as close as we do if you watch the defensive line of the melbourne storm like they're on their line they're retreating before colin and Tungy got to the try line the left winger was in the in goals we're still sliding yeah. like oh. and you know the old like there was you know there's obviously depending on where you are on the field negative defense works at times but on your line <clears throat> And the other thing was, like, the winger, like, Colin Tungy could see the number on his back. That's how out of position he was in that moment. It was, There were so many little red flags in there that just... Like, he, Keon put the ball down as they were sliding <laughs> in their goal line. I've never seen it It ever. looked like a PlayStation game, that they were all just stuck in the same computer mode, mm. just going in the same direction. It was bizarre. And, like, I don't know, like, I... Credit to Melbourne. Would they lose this game by 12? I've got no idea how. Oh, it's just, Rabideau's goal kicking was fucking terrible. They were just... Five, it was five tries to two. So the the game the score flatters the storm. It should have been time. massive. Like the Rabbitohs dominated from where to go. And what I've, I think there was points there where Munster hit a 40-20 and I think Jerome Hughes hit a 40-20 as well. Mm. I know Hughes, he, def- he hit one in about the 23rd minute and... For the last 15 years, what I've learned in the Melbourne Storm is when you get a moment a moment like that, they're going to make you pay for the next 15 minutes. Yeah, they're not letting up. You've got to do something incredible South to Sydney get scored it. the next set. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it was just... it was. It's so un-Melbourne, and I know that we throw that around from time to time when they have put in a poor performance, but it's been an un-Melbourne month now, mm. and... You know, who's going to come back? They've got Xavier Coates. That will help, no doubt about it. They've got Brandon Smith who... Like, Brandon Smith hasn't been playing as well this season as what he has this is This is their current, like, from number six all the way to 13. This is their team. Cam Munster, Jerome Hughes, Jesse Bromwich, Harry Grant, Nelson Asofa-Solomona, Felice Kafusi, Kenny Bromwich, Josh King. That's a fucking good forward pack <laughs> and should not be getting dominated the way they are. But when you get deeper than... And I, I think this is... The other thing that's making it hard, I just don't think Bellamy's getting the most out of that next tier of guys, yeah, which sure. I think in the past he's got almost state of origin caliber performances out of those sort of guys. He's not quite getting it. And, you know, you, you just said, you just named a heap of guys there. And yeah, they shouldn't be getting dominated. But the scary thing is that half those guys aren't going to be there round one next year. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of gaps to fill. And, they get Christian Welsh back. He's going to be coming back off an ACL. Like history tells us, that's an eighteen-month recovery till you're back to your very best. It's you know th- th- there were signs in the preseason that we spoke about that was a little bit worrying about the Melbourne Storm. But history tells us that every time you doubt them, they find a way to stand up, deliver, 
I'm more worried about Melbourne right now than I think I ever have been. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I'm the same. Like, I, I think that... I actually think they're a victim of their own development because they make their, they've made their fringy players so fucking good that they become the superstars at other clubs. And it's almost yeah. like, a, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's almost like a double-edged sword. You, you, almost, you want your fringies to be really good, but not so good that another club's willing to pay. Like, Nico Hines is a fringe player for them. He's getting paid six, 700K at another club. Uh, Scott Drinkwater was a fringe player. 600k at another club you know i just think that oh man it I, again I, I think they are a victim of their own incredible success no other team i can't think of another team that develops so many superstars for other clubs i'll tell you who else has been a massive loss in hindsight and we, like we knew he was going to be a loss but geez if tino was still in this team yeah Having him through the middle, like I, I, for me, that's what they're really lacking—a bit of dominance through the middle. And you know, they've got Jesse Bromwich, they've got Nass, but as you said before, I think Nass is one of the best bench players in the competition, and you want to use him for that impact. You want, like, if you had Christian Welsh there and Nass comes off the bench, I think everything changes for Melbourne. But it just—it feels like they're one or two forwards short. Well, put it this way: the, the the year that they won the comp, their bench was, and can you get the official bench up? But I'm yep. pretty sure the year they won the comp, their bench was. Uh, Cheese Cheese Tino Nelson Asafa Solomona And one of the bloke That was their bench Now this is their bench currently And I understand that They're losing Walsh And they're also losing Papanusen Wishart Kamakamitha Alec McDonald Tom Eisenhew You know And there's no disrespect to them But like I think they'd agree That they're not the same as Cheese Nelson What do you got there? Yeah it was Cheese Tino And Finucane and Nelson? No, no, uh, Nico Hines. <laughs> they didn't even use Nico they Hines. They, they didn't use him. him. No, no, sorry. Well, say that four that was on oh, the Oh, sorry. Brandon Smith, Tino, Dale Finucane, Nico Hines. God. <laughs> so Dale, marquee signing. Nico Hines, marquee signing. Tino, marquee signing. Cheese, marquee yeah. signing. And so that's what I mean by they're a victim of their own incredible system. They have just given away four marquee signings to other clubs Every other club in the comp would never, ever develop four marquee signings. So I think they're in a bit of trouble. I, I really – the salary cap has just annihilated them. Like, it's just smashed them. And, and that's why Munster can't get paid the what he's probably worth. And for the first time ever, I'm looking at the Melbourne Storm system and going, where are those next three marquee signings going to mm. come from? Because I can't see them at the moment. <clears throat> We've got guys like Jack Howarth who I've seen the highlights. They're incredibly talented. But, like, I can't believe he hasn't got a gig yet. I think they're just being patient. Oh, yeah, and I back it 100%. It's, mm. But it's like, for, it, it, the last few years, there's always been a drink water who's can't get into this side, a Heinz that can't get into this side. I feel like they, at the moment, they're just lacking that that bit of depth. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there, there has been a lot of un-Melbourne things that have happened. You know, you had <coughs> the off-season. Obviously, you had the Munster and the Cheese incident. Then you had Jerome Hughes. His contract got played out across... Mm. The media, like that would like that's what's so surprising to me. Like the Hugh situation, like fair play to use, get your money, bro, respect it. Like no one's paying your bills when you retire. But I just feel like yesteryear that would never happen at no the store. A, cl- a player goes and signs a contract, and then six months later says, "I'm not taking up the option, and I want an upgrade." Now I want to apologise if there is way more to the story. All I can go on of what the information that we have, but I, I just think like yesteryear players were almost begging to stay. Um, 
Timmy, what are your thoughts on the Storm right now? Yeah, I mean, well covered, but it all comes back to the forward pack for me. Uh, like, any team with a spine with Munster, Hughes and Harry Grant, if they're not doing damage and influencing the attack, you have to go straight to the forward pack and go, all right, there's an issue here. Mm. I think there's a couple of things for me. The first one is that I think they're possibly lacking mobility in the pack. They've got big boys up front in Jesse Bromwich, Nelson Soft, Solomona, and Josh King as the other middle. We spoke at the depth, and there's not a lot coming off the bench. You've covered that well. But it's also a very, it's like it's quite an aging pack when you look at the Bromwich boys, Kafusis, which, well, I don't really want to get into it because we've spoken about them, but it also gives me concern for the Dolphins next year when they've got these aging forwards coming up as, like, not necessarily marquee players, but mm. some of the bigger names. So I really do think, while I think they're in all sorts, Brandon Smith will come coming back will help a lot just because he's that smaller body. He'll just have that. Uh, he'll improve the ruck speed for him. He'll get quicker play the balls, which then Harry Grant, Munster, Hughes can play off the back off. I really think we're seeing how. Well, he's only missed two weeks now, so it'll be his third one this week. He'll be enormous for them coming back in. It would be wonderful for the Storm. Like Nathan Brown just seems a match made in heaven with them. One of you boys touched on it earlier. See. I, I know I know you really like him, um, Guru, and I, I like him too. And there, he has played some really really solid games, but I just think Josh King hasn't kicked on the way I. I just don't think he mm. offers enough dyna- dynamic play mm. to be a starting thirteen. And I don't think they went in with the intention this year for Josh King to be a starting yeah. thirteen. I think that, and you know you know what I think could be their one saving grace. Mm. I, and I, I've said it a few times. I don't think Cheese has played as well this year as what he possibly could have mm. I, the, the way that I've watched him play I almost think he's been carrying injuries or something yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's been 100% this month off that Cheese is having it'd be massive for him <laughs> Fuck, if he can come back fresh mm. and be the forward that we know he can be I mean I was sitting there in 2020 saying he is the best momentum forward in rugby oh, he was a joke honestly. and if he can come on he can change their season. He can well. change yeah. their yeah, season. For sure. for sure. He is the guy that this, you know, as much as it's come in a really shit way that he's had this break, the silver lining for the Melbourne Storm could be that you get a fresh Brandon Smith who's got eight weeks left at the Melbourne Storm. Mm. Well, you know, if you, let's let's say you get Brandon Smith back, you get Josh King to the bench. It, I actually, as I said, I do like Josh King. He gets through real high-quality work, misses very little tackles, does the hard hit-ups. But Josh King on the bench with a Kamakamitha, maybe an Alec McDonald, maybe a Wishart, um, and, and Chiefs starting, that just is a much stronger side, in my opinion, a much stronger side. The only problem is is that we Storm season almost hinges on Chiefs now. Like, if Chiefs can't come out and do something special, they're in a really tough spot. Um, and I, I do think they – again, I know I've kind of harped on it, but I do think they deserve, I guess – a pass in the sense that, honestly, I reckon you go back in the history of the game and very rarely would you see four players over a span of two years be signed as marquee mm. players for other clubs after you just lost the greatest player of all time in Cameron Smith or definitely the greatest nine. You lost Cronk, you lost Slater. And then on top of, yeah, so if, you know, we say it every week, Storm are the team that turned it around. I just think that the, the, the concern I have with the Storm is that Without uh, Ryan Pappenhausen there, he he sh- when when Pappenhausen was out and Munster was in, they were lacking you know I guess explosiveness around the ruck. I just think that the Pappenhausen loss is almost they can't recover from it. 
Uh, yeah, and I, I think compounding the other thing that's been overlooked is, you know, as you said, the, the forward pack, I agree with you, incredibly important, but guys like Remus Smith and Jennings, yeah. just those sort of guys. Like, they were so solid for oh, him, mate, especially last year. Remus Smith is a classic. You don't realise what you've got until he's not there. Mm. I mean, I'm now looking at their outside backs going, they look so fragile every single week. Mm. And Remus isn't a superstar. He's not... You know, when you talk when you, when you put the stars up on the billboard from Melbourne Storm, you wouldn't even consider Remus Smith, but he does a job every single week. Mm. Defensively solid, he's solid in attack. Well, two of two of their so two like Nick Meany, fringe first grader when he first came across. Yep. I think he's been really good though. But then you've got Dean Eremeyer, who is a rookie. Then you've got Seve, who is literally doesn't even have a picture on NRL.com, so he's not. That means he's not in their top thirty. Then you've got Olam, who's you know gun. Then you've got Green Anderson, who definitely wasn't in their top squad. So you look at that backline; that is a super inexperienced backline. Like it's fuck. I'd love to do the maths. It might be the most inexperienced backline in the competition. Mm. It seriously might because like what well, you got Olam sitting at like sixty games, maybe you've got Meany sitting at. Fuck fifty, maybe. Yeah, outside and, of that, and like that's like they've also had guys like Will Warbrick, who's been really impressive in reserve grade, but he's been in for a couple of weeks. I mean, didn't they pluck uh, young Tonomapea a few weeks ago? Like they signed him out of nowhere as extra depth. Like yeah, they I think are, he was twentieth. Uh, twentieth, yeah. Like they are. 18th. They're just struggling to put together. He doesn't even have a picture. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? As you said before, credit to them for being patient with Jack Howarth. I would have pressed the oh, panic station button me. by now and chucked him in. Yeah, absolutely. I would have absolutely too. So their backline to start the year was Pappenhausen, who's gone, Jennings, who's gone, Remus Smith, who's gone, Olam, who's still there, and Coates, who's injured. So they basically have a reserve grade yep. backline. So I mean, look, is it, like we say all that. Like, is it any wonder they're struggling? Like. That's a massive injury toll to key players. And I mean, at the exact same time, and once again, credit to the Melbourne Storm, they're struggling. I'm more worried than I ever have been. They're fifth. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's such a tough one because you go, okay, they've got a reserve grade back line and that these guys might develop into first graders for sure. We never know. <laughs> but then you go, but they still have Harry Grant, Cam Munster, Jerome Hughes. Like, uh, there's other clubs in the top six that would kill mm. for that. Like... You know, for example, I know I know Cowboys and the Sharkies have developed into great backs, but you know, Cam Munster versus Townsend or, or Hughes versus Townsend, you'd probably you know what I mean. So it's I don't know, I don't know. I'm so unsure about the Storm, but I, it is the most concerned I've been from for the the last at least the last fuck. When was the last time? 2015, I think that they went on a bit of a poor run. Pretty yeah, they, they, they lost four in a row in 2015, and you know back then and. Back in 2012, like, you had this big three that could drag you out of just absolutely anything. And mm. it's tough down there at the moment. It's tough. I, yeah, the concern is is I, I don't see any, like, young superstars coming through there at the moment. So this could be something that is a little bit of a hurting period for longer than we think. Um, like, I, I've got no idea what that 17 is going to look like around one next year. Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be very different. I think they're going in the market. I think he even came out, Bellamy, and said that they're looking for outside backs. So, um, yeah, look, interesting times. But, look, every club goes through it. Every Not not to say that they're definitely in a lull right now, but, you know, like, we've all had to deal with it as fans. So, yeah, has, <laughs> finally has, the Storm might have to deal with it just a little bit. <laughs> Jesus. Has Craig Bellamy, has he come out and said how – is he coaching – he's definitely coaching next year. Is that as far as he's – Yeah, I think next year is as far as he's fully committed to. 
It'll be interesting to see how they go in the recruiting market. If people know that... Well, he's, he's going to be at the club, though. So he's, yeah. he's, he's signed a five-year deal. And I think if he retires from coaching, he becomes like the general manager of footy or whatever. Um, but, I mean, I tell you what, losing Munster now, it could be devastating for the club if they lose Munster. Um, but, anyway... Storm fans, this is what it feels like to lose, bruh. <laughs> welcome to reality. Yeah, welcome to reality. The rest of us had to fucking deal with. Um, now, onto the Rabbitohs. Honestly, Lockie Ellis, easily his best game in a long time. I thought he was outstanding. Uh, Latrell Mitchell is an absolute motherfucker. Um, you know, I thought Tuss had some good moments. Cartwright did his job on the, the centre there. Like, missed a few, a couple of tackles, but I think he did well for a guy that's not a centre. Keon has just kicked on. Jairo was outstanding. Uh, Demetrio deserves a massive rap. Jason Demetrio, it has not been smooth sailing. He has this club, you know, within a bee stick from the top four. Who knows? You just don't know what's going to happen. In, in, and they look confident. They look ready and raring to go. Like, look, look at their bench. Havili ran for 165 metres. Thomas, Tom Burgess ran for 145 metres. Then you've got Arrow ran for 173 metres. Uh, Kolomotongi Tangi ran for 181 metres. Like, what a knock by this forward pack. And that's, that was always the, the, the concern. Well, not always because there's a couple outside backs, but I just their forward pack didn't seem to kick on the same as it did mm. last year. I think they're really starting to find their groove as a forward pack. Nichols is a huge in. He was injured for a little bit there. Totola is really growing into a leader. Um, the, the scary thing with the Rabbitohs is if they can recruit one or two outside backs, they're right back there. They're right back there as a premiership threat. Um, you know, some say they could even make a charge this year. I think Demetrio deserves a massive rap. And, uh, yeah, Rabbitohs, they're firing. And uh, we just don't know. Any, anything could happen with this Rabbitohs squad. Thoughts, Guru? They're a team you don't want to fuck with come finals. <laughs> not with the Trill Mitchell angle. You do not want a slice there. of the Rabbitohs at all. And... That's crazy. Like, we look back at the start of this. I remember sitting here after week four and five and saying, oh, geez, they've done well. They've won one game, but they could have won three more of those games. Uh, now they've got this 10 weeks of really easy games. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. They weren't that impressive during that 10-week period. No. I, I thought they were going to miss out on the eight, honestly. Yeah. If I'm being honest, six weeks ago, I thought they were Gornskis. And they're one win out of the four, and I don't think they've taken advantage of their draw. Just another guy you mentioned there, um, Ilias, he's obviously scored a couple of tries last few weeks. He's been fantastic. I had a look at the game that he got hooked in and the three games before that. So across those four games, he missed 20 tackles. It's now been four games since he got hooked. He's missed seven in those mm. four games. So Maybe Demetrio was right. You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I think that's a great little turnaround. And he's been targeted relentlessly. Like that Parramatta game, they went at him yeah. all night. They did get him at one point. Uh, but oh, I think it's been a really good turnaround by Elias. Well done to him. 
And yeah, look, I, I think at, at this stage, it seems that Demetrio knew his seven better than all of us and he knew how he'd respond. You know, he didn't, Ilias didn't crumble under the, the pressure or the confidence. He's come out and responded as true champions do. So look, if they go on to finish in the top four and get to a prelim, I think Demetrio, I'll be the first to say I was wrong about the hooking. It was the right call. Uh, Timmy, thoughts on the Rabbitohs? Yeah, we spoke earlier about the most influential players at clubs and speaking about Benny Hunt and a few others in there. But, I mean, not a lot's changed with this Bunnies team all season in terms of your big boys with Cody Walker, uh, Damian Cook, Ken Murray missed a couple of games. But they've all been there the majority of the season. Mm. Uh, Latrell Mitchell comes back and they're four on the trot and just look like a whole new beast. So, I mean, the influence he has on this team... It's just his stocks, we knew how good he was, but his stocks have gone through the roof the last month because they're a new side, aren't they? Remember there was a world 24 months ago where people were so, so like cemented on the idea Latrell was not a fullback. Mm. Now look at him. He just, he loves it. He lo- it's almost, he loves the chip, like he loves his back against the wall. And like obviously you had a comment where, what was it, six weeks ago, someone said Rabbitohs aren't going to make the eight. Yeah. Latrell responded and said, I want to see this comment in a few months. Boom. <laughs> they lost, they've lost, I think, one game since or something. That's crazy. Just amazing. Like, he is just – he's no, just a freak. He is too. Like, you know, people said he wasn't up for being a fullback a couple of years ago. I think he's looking very fit at the moment, but I still don't think he's at his – Fittest. No he's I mean, he's it, absolutely got more in him. I, I think it was on the weekend, or maybe it was the weekend before I noticed, there was one play where he put in a kick and it landed about a metre out from the trial and he made the tackle. And he turned to AJ and said, you go to fullback. Yeah. Just give me a break. Mm-hmm. Like, he's doing what he's doing and I don't think he's at his full fitness yet, which makes sense. Match <laughs> fitness, it will come. But, mate, give him another month. Come finals time. He'll be ready and raring. And, like, Latrell doesn't need a reason to have a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Yep, he's. It, it's going to be them versus the world come finals time in their eyes, and I mm. can't wait. Just I can't wait to watch them. Yeah, and and honestly, massive credit to the Rabbitohs identifying to get him out of Australia, yeah. over to America, get him away from everything, focused on getting his body right. He has just come back like a. Just honestly, it's it's so hard to say because like. He's got so many facets to his game. Like, if you compare the way he's playing to the way he used to play center, it's almost a two different players. It, it's seriously like two different players. You've got this six foot four bloke with silkier hands than a lot of halves. Whereas, like, when he was a center, he was just a fucking beast out there, steamrolling people. What do you got there, Matty? Nah, I got breaking news that is going to blow you guys away. The Gold Coast Titans have sanctioned Kevin Proctor after being made aware of an incident, blah, blah, blah. He's been released from his commitments with the club for the remainder of the year and will not return to train or play with the squad. Costly vape. What? Now I have to ask this question. If that was a superstar injured, do you reckon he gets released from his contract? I'm sure if Pappy was caught vaping on the weekend, he'd be told of off too. <laughs> right, makes sense, doesn't it? That's bizarre. That's so unfair. That's that's so unfair on Proctor. Like he deserves better than that as a player that has been around and played what two hundred games, two hundred fifty games. Released for the into the rest of the season. So what is he still with him or is he gone? No, he's gone. Gone. He's gone. Gone. Released. In, in other words, we were looking for any <laughs> excuse to move him on, and the vape is the excuse. 
we're taking it because I, I wonder if it's voided some part of the contract or something. I don't know, but ugh. If there's one thing we won't stand for at the Gold Coast Titans, it's vaping. Sorry, I missed one part of the statement. It said his actions were in breach of both the NRL and stadium regulations. So Smoking that's inside. Yeah. <laughs> That is, I mean, there's got to be more to Like, oh, there must have... That's bullshit. How often... How, how many times have players been caught on their phones in the change rooms or whatever? Like, uh, that's... Yeah, you're exactly right. We were looking for a reason to get rid of you. There's got to be so much more. That's and I, I, the Gold Coast... This is a club that should be sitting last on the table. To treat a bloke like that... Now, look, if he's done a bunch of other stuff, fine. Sack him for the, re- the real reason... Don't release him because of a vape in the... When we all know if that was a superstar player, there is not a hope in hell he's getting sacked for... That's, that's, that sucks, man. That sucks. Like, that's where you draw the line? Like, a vaping in, when he's not even playing? I just... That's really unfair. Maybe there's more to the story, but... The problem is, is that they 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 have released him publicly and said it's in breach of his contract. So they've said it's for that reason. So they said after being made aware of an incident during yesterday's fixture against the Bulldogs. So it's clear. Yeah. yeah. So like, even if there is other stuff, you've made it clear. That you've said it's the reason. So I'm going to take you at word value. That's the reason you mm. released him. It's so unfair, man. That's fucking shit. Mate, that's well, at least they're not a club that could do with having a really experienced guy around, right? <laughs> think about the players that love Kevin. I think about as there would be so many other players in this competition that would look at that that are from other clubs that if they're ever getting approached from the Titans would look at that situation and go, "Fuck that!" What is like like with everything going on in that club? Everything going on, like they are literally on their knees about to get the spoon when a lot of people had them as the best Queensland team in the competition and this is what you how you treat the player like so it's, it's a week before the the mid-season transfer sort of finishes up as well and the window gets closed on that obviously frees up a roster spot I wonder do we see them sign some within a week or they want probably. it for next year yeah. and now it's gone boom now's our opportunity yeah, we can get, to get rid of him probably fuck that sucks man that is so to be treated like that how old's Kevin Proctor He's about 31, 32. Yeah. Maybe 32. 33. Oh, man. And, and like the, the language of that doesn't sound like it was like a mutual agreement or anything. It sounds like he literally yeah. got sacked. Like that's... They could have not commented on it and no one would have said anything. You know what I mean? Like no one... You know what's crazy is like when you see all that happening, it starts to make sense of like, oh, maybe that journo was told to write the fucking article to bring attention to it. Because, like, wh- why would the journal write that article? It's a nothing yeah. story. Kevin Proctor's not a big name. No one gives a fuck about it. Yeah. And then a few hours later, it comes out that he gets sacked. Man, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but <laughs> that's fucking dodgy. Uh, uh, like, if you are right, imagine being that journal getting that phone call to write that article. You must just be sitting there going, are you for real? Yeah, vaping. That's what you want me to write about? <sighs> the mud you're going to smear? Crazy. I mean, the fact that that's what they sacked him over, they clearly had nothing then. Like if they had any other stuff, they would use it. There's got to be a million better reasons than to suck a bloke for. How many times does stadium etiquette get breached? Like you could find a a team, one in a team every time. Um, Anyway, um, 
Back to the Rabbitohs, incredible stuff, Rabbitohs. They're looking really, really good. Uh, I thought Cookie was really good on the weekend as well. I think Jai Arrow has been really good for the club. I think he's been fantastic. He's kind of going about his business. Let, he left the Titans, you know, in a, a, a lot of fans wished he stayed because he was playing such good footy, but it's been, I personally think it's been great for his career. Um, but yeah, Rabbitohs looking real good. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.